Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning, and welcome to another episode of the Brian Post devotional podcast. For those of you that have been following along, we're going through the book of 1 Corinthians, and we are now at chapter 4. We're just going to look at verse 17 today. I'm going to go ahead and jump right in. Paul says, For this reason I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. And that's 1 Corinthians 4, 17. So in our previous devotional, we explored how Paul assumed the role of a spiritual father to the Corinthian church. He showed genuine concern for them, much like a, a father cares for his children. Although Paul had reprimanded them for their thinking, he clarified that his intention was not to shame them, but to offer a warning. We now see uh, Paul's deep concern for the Corinthian church as he sends Timothy to them. And the primary purpose of this action was for Timothy to remind the Corinthians about Paul's ways and teachings. But who exactly is Timothy and how did he become associated with the, uh, with the Apostle Paul? Well, Timothy was a young Christian who became the Apostle's close companion and disciple. He was of mixed ethnicity with his mother Eunice, Jewish, and his grandmother Lois, a, also a devout Jew. However, Timothy's father was Greek, which made Timothy a product of a mixed Jewish-Greek uh, heritage. But Timothy met Paul during Paul's second missionary journey. Paul arrived in the city of Lystra, where Timothy lived with his family, and his reputation among the local believers was impressive, and he was well spoken of there by the brethren. But Timothy was a valuable asset to Paul, helping him in various aspects of his ministry, the young man became a faithful and devout companion to Paul, accompanying him on many of his missionary journeys. And the Apostle Paul had a fatherly, affectionate for, a fatherly affection for Timothy. In our passage today, Paul refers to him as his beloved and faithful son of the Lord, not as an associate, subordinate, or partner, but as a, as a son. And we can see by this text that Timothy had a connection with the Corinthian church, and that Paul sent Timothy to Corinth to address the issues and concerns among the believers there. His role was to remind the Corinthians of Paul's teachings and his ways in Christ, ensuring they they strayed uh, they stayed rather on the the track on track with the gospel. Timothy's role was of great importance. When Paul sent him to Corinth, it demonstrated his fatherly concern for the believers there. And Timothy acted as an envoy of Paul, carrying his authority and teachings to the Corinthian congregation and his presence was 
meant to reinforce Paul's instruction, offering guidance, and to ensure that the, the church remains steadfast in its faith. Well, we can take a look at Paul's leadership style. He says, I've sent Timothy to you, who is my beloved and faithful son in the Lord. Paul refers to Timothy as his beloved and faithful son in the Lord, indicating their strong spiritual and mentoring relationship. He took the role of a spiritual father to mentor Timothy, investing time and effort in guiding and nurturing him in the faith. And when Paul uses the phrase beloved and faithful son, it emphasizes that Paul's affection and personal attachment towards Timothy. It highlights a leadership style that values love, trust, and emotional investment in those under his, his care. Paul's leadership is not merely based on authority and position, but is also, is also a genuine concern and care for the well-being and growth of his followers. By sending Timothy to, to the Corinthian church, Paul is willing to delegate and empower other leadership roles. He entrusts Timothy to respect he his his trusted <clears throat> excuse me he trusted Timothy to represent him and communicate his teachings effectively. Paul's leadership shows that he recognized and developed the leadership potential in others, providing them with opportunities to serve and contribute to the ministry. And the phrase in the Lord suggests that Paul's view of leadership is grounded in a strong spiritual foundation. He saw his leadership and Timothy's role as ultimately guided by and accountable to the Lord. Paul's leadership was not about personal ambition or self-promotion, but about faithfully serving God and his people. Paul's approach to ministry contrasts with the experience of young men and women who want to be used by God in ministry today. Often in modern church denominations or movements, there is a hierarchical structure where authority and decision-making are more formalized and or centralized. The emphasis on personal relationships and mentoring between Paul and Timothy may be less prevalent in some organized church structures today. For instance, the decision to send Timothy was based on Paul's own discernment and relationship with Timothy, recognizing his faithfulness and suitability for the task. But in contrast, many many churches today may not always emphasize the, the commissioned individual's discernment and intimate knowledge as seen in Paul's case with Timothy. Often leaders are appointed based on institutional processes, committees, decisions, or ordination processes. It's important to note that Timothy's mission to the Corinthian church was not just a job assignment or task to be completed. It was rooted in a deep relationship of trust and love between Paul and Timothy. In contrast, in some contemporary church structures, ministry roles and responsibilities might be more functionally defined, focusing on specific tasks and job descriptions. While this kind of administrative approach can bring efficiency and clarity, it might not always foster the same level of personal investment and connection between ministers and their communities. Our last observation would be regarding actual training. For example, for example Timothy's role as Paul's son in the Lord highlights the informal nature of discipleship and mentoring in the early church community. Paul poured into Timothy's life 
for uh, <coughs> Paul poured into Timothy's life for formal training, personal growth, and spiritual development. In contrast, today's church denomination often emphasize formal theological education and seminary training for the ministers, valuing academic credentials and structured learning. Well, we think there's much to be learned from how Paul viewed his role in the church, not merely as an administrator, but as a spiritual father. His relationship with Timothy exemplifies this perspective as he treats him like a son rather than a delegate or subordinate. Paul's approach reflects the New Testament's description, depiction rather, of the church as a vital organism where relationships are, famili are famili familial and interdependent, emphasizing spiritual family dynamics. <clears throat> Unlike a tightly knit organizational organization rather governed by administrative processes the early church operated as a spiritual family using terms like brother sister father and son to describe the bonds over time however the church has ad adopted terms from the corporate world losing some of the sense of spiritual family and interdependence well the question arises are we better off for this shift and while there may not be a definitive answer, it's essential to acknowledge that the New Testament portrays the church as a spiritual family and not an institution with elaborate administrative structures. The early church did not rely on marketing teams, planning committees, or political campaigns. Instead, it focused on love, even extending it to their enemies following Jesus' teaching. It's interesting that by 300 AD, despite Facing the Roman Empire's tortures, the church's victory came not from being a powerful organization with vast wealth or military might, but from thriving as a local relational organism. This, this emphasis on spiritual family dynamics played a significant role in the church's expansion and acceptance of Jesus' message among Roman citizens. In contemplating these insights, we may find value in re-examining the essence of the early church model and restoring a sense of spiritual family and interdependence within the church today. Emphasizing love, unity, and genuine relationships may lead to a more vibrant and effective Christian community. Hey there, thanks for listening to the Berean Post podcast and if you've been enjoying our daily devotionals and discussion of Christian theology then we invite you to sign up for our blog or podcast at the bereanpost.ca to stay uh, current on the latest episodes get behind get behind the scene content and receive additional resources to help you deepen your faith just visit our website and enter your email address in the subscription box and don't miss out on this opportunity to stay connected with the Berean Post also, don't forget our Facebook community, um, Bright Future Bible Freaks. And we look forward to seeing you uh, at the next uh, show.